You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact. I got Sin City Steve here and Simon Street. We don't have Matt Michaels tonight, but he'll be back next week where we're so excited that we're going to be live again on multiple streaming platforms and on a new platform as well. Please, if you have the opportunity to be home 8 p.m. Pacific next Sunday, be on, take a look at us, how we're looking, join in the chats. There'll be multiple chats now you can use instead of just Facebook Live. We're just so excited for what's coming for 2022. And um, hey, we're, uh, we're, we're changing the game a little bit. So to, to, for this episode here, man, we really just, uh, you know, we missed talking about some wrestling. We're coming through the holidays. So happy New Year's to everyone who is listening to us. We, we missed you. We've been going through holidays and vacations and anniversary celebrations, so we just wanted to jump <laughs> on, jump in and uh, and talk a little wrestling. And what better way than uh, to kick off the first professional wrestling pay-per-view of the year with WWE Day 1. We're going to talk about that, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about some AEW as well, and then I'll give a, a reminder of what to expect with Impact Wrestling with their pay-per-view coming up this weekend. All right, guys. Day one, I'll be honest with you. I really don't get a chance to see uh, the pre-show much anymore because, you know, there was a time that if you order a $10 pizza, you know, by the time it gets to your door, you know, you've, you've you know, you maybe pay no more than 15 bucks now, but Nowadays, a $10 pizza can cost almost $25 when you get through with uh, driver fees, company fees, tips, the price of the pizza. So I just go and pick it up now, which means I missed the pre-show, <laughs> you know, but I did get a chance to see the results and... Um, I guess they kicked it off with Cesaro and Ricochet versus Ridge Holland and Sheamus. Sheamus did win yeah. that. What did you think about that, Sin City? Did you, did you care much about it? Dude, um, <laughs> really, really scary spot in there with uh, with uh, Ricochet um, uh, breaking breaking right. the shit out of Ridge Holland's nose. Right, um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Cesaro, uh, for those of you that didn't happen to see it, Cesaro... Uh, kind of gave Ricochet an assist on a standing 450. Ricochet actually didn't get fully rotated and came down with his knee right on Ridge Holland's nose, broke the shit out of it. Guy was gushing blood, uh, was out of the match from then on. So it did kind of dampen the continuity of the match as far as storytelling a bit because you have one heel uh, going against both baby faces 
And uh, spoiler alert, the heel, singular mm-hmm. heel, won the damn match. <laughs> All right. So... Yeah, there's that. Uh, Ridge Holland, Sheamus pick up the win. But all, all told, it was a very solid match other than that botch. Um, right. Yeah, that really which, sucked to which see Which kind of sucks, too, because uh, if I remember correctly, almost in the same time frame, about a year ago, Rich Holland had that horrible uh, knee injury. I think or, or some kind of injury on NXT. Mm-hmm. So it's like, my goodness, brother, you just can't get a break. <laughs> Dude, I, I I didn't even I didn't even think about that as far as like the timing and everything. But you're spot on. You're spot on, Simon. Yeah, terrible, terrible stuff for Ridge Holland there. But it'll be fine. It's just a broken nose. Come yeah, on. yeah. He'll, with he'll Cena, be, I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, shit like he'll that. Be, he'll be good. Uh, evidently, January just isn't his time frame, I guess. <laughs> no, you should take that month off. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, man. Um, well, cool. Uh, look, ATL Atlanta was definitely hot. I mean, you would think that they just – didn't have anything going on in that town, and they were just so excited that they could just be at a WWE event because they were a hype, and it even looked like sold out uh, event. You know, I mean, just props out to them, man. It looked like they really had a great time, and what better way to start the show once again than with the Usos and the New Day? It, mm-hmm. Listen, is it, guys? I guess it just doesn't matter how many times. We see these guys go at it. It's always going to be, is this always going to seem fresh, new, uh, awesome, something like we just, we just, it just always seems to be like the best way that, that you, you, that you enjoy tag team wrestling. Am I, am I wrong on that? No, you're definitely not wrong. You know, it's funny. Uh, when I saw it, uh, other than what I complain about all the time with, when it comes to the new day and that, that ridiculous ass crown, I was ex- excited to see both of them go at, you know what? We may be looking at with the Usos and the New Day be this era's version of uh, Midnight Express and uh, what was the tag team that, that the this is where Michael Express. comes in handy. Uh, Midnight <laughs> Rock and Express, Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express, thank you. Rock and Roll Express, yeah. who was the other tag team? That they would always go back and forth. No, th- those two, the Midnight Express okay, versus thank you, the Rock. I, 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 that is not my take. I do not know Golden Era <laughs> Wrestling. That is why we have Matt Michaels, thank goodness. But <laughs> just kind of knowing briefly of how maybe this is how people felt, you know, back then. You know, if I could probably be relatable of like, you know, it was going to be a good match. Just like we see now, Usos, New Day. You know, it's always going to be a thrilling match. It's always going to be. And they didn't hold back this match was fucking amazing right to, to say the least uh you know it shut my ass up and, and forgot about the, the stupid crown on xavier woods or king woods head so it was really good it, you know i i i agree with almost everything that was just said except it it didn't feel new or fresh but it was still a good match i mean um i did notice and uh one thing that i thought was very interesting was uh, are we seeing an, a uh, a new finishing move for the new day? Um, you know, or um, yeah, it, 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 it. I'm sorry for the Usos. I apologize. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so are they going to you know be doing the one D now as opposed to uh, <laughs> obviously as was christened by Pat McAfee? Right. Um, I, I'm cool with it. I mean, if there's ever if there's ever going to be a team that's going to you know, essentially take over the the Dudley's 3D. Let it be the Usos. Um, 
yeah, that, that was that was very solid. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it felt like as if there was you know just enough to make it different than all eight hundred and forty seven thousand other New Day versus Usos matches that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, man, I I just um, I'm just always pumped when I when I know they're going to have another match just because um, you know they're just going to give it all and um, it, it was just exciting to see that and that's how definitely if you want to start off a pay per view right definitely that's that's how you would do that now where I know Sin City and, and probably you Simon Street would go now this is how you make the pay-per-view go low is by bringing in Madcap Moss. But let me explain <laughs> something to you. <laughs> let me explain something to you guys. You're I, dead right on that shit. Let me tell you something, because, no, I, I'm honest with you. The match was just, it was whatever. It was, but look, I, I, was, I was talking to my wife, and I said, let me explain why I, I like Madcap. I like him because he is one of those people that is really sold on his character. And even if you don't believe what you're seeing or what he's saying, he doesn't half ass do it. He came out with a joke, the first one about Atlanta, and that was actually pretty good because it, it was talking about the city's weight. And that, that was a pretty good line. The other two liners he had, they wasn't that good. And I think even uh, McAfee was like, man, it's not too many times he has a, a like a dull performance. <laughs> I think he something to that effect. But. You see Madcap just dying laughing on the mat, on his knees, slapping his hands. The guy is all in on the character. And I think that's what I enjoy most is just because it's silly, but he 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 goes all in on it. So outside of that, you know. Like we say, the match was just what it is, what it is, and I, you know, I, I think maybe we're probably just tired of seeing, uh, you know, the whole Madcap and and um, and Drew McIntyre, but I like the character, you know, and I don't know. I, I take it you guys again were just like you guys could have just deleted that match off the card, right? <laughs> this was a nine-minute match that easily could have been five minutes and just been just as fine. Um, I think that the, obviously the match was. Uh, twice as long as it needed to be okay all right well i'll i'll definitely say the only good thing about madcap they got going for them honestly uh him and corbin whatever the fuck they are is they do fit the role perfectly well and for us that live in las vegas i'm pretty almost 99 percent sure if you live here in vegas and you go to the strip which is rare, and you happen to see those out-of-town boys, all well-dressed, super drunk, super annoying, mm -hmm. fucking just acting like they own the place. That is the role that they are portraying. And if they ain't, <laughs> that's what the fuck they are. They're fucking annoying. Nobody fucking likes it. So kudos to them for portraying yeah. that perfectly. Right. Um, but I agree with Sin City. That match did not need to go. And I actually watched the replay. I didn't watch it live. Um, I just sped right through it. So... Uh, I'm sorry I was very disrespectful towards them and the efforts that they do, but uh, <laughs> I was just like, let's just fast forward and go to the next one. Well, of course, everyone was excited to see RK Bro and the Street Profits. The only thing I was a little bit, um, well, I, I get it, but why Migos is going to come out with Orton and Riddle? Should he not come out with Street Profits? I can, I can almost guarantee that. Or not listen, I I get why, you know, in terms of good guy, bad guy. But 
But Orton and that's not why. Orton no. and Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> why? That's, Tell me why. That's not why. why. That's not why. Why? Uh, I can guarantee you, if not one or all the Migos grew up watching Randy Orton and they asses was singing, I hear voices in my head. They talk. They was fucking 12 years old singing that shit when it came out. So why would they not want to come out with fucking RKO Randy Orton? I don't get, I don't think they gave a shit about Riddle too much. You know, I thought, probably thought he was cool, but think about it. If you went out, who would you pick street profits or Randy Orton? But is it, but you think that they gave Migos the choice of who they wanted to go out versus saying, hey, we want you to go out with this group? Hell, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if they gave him a choice. We don't know about I that. I don't think they I mean, gave him like, a choice. I'm, I'm thinking that it was just designed, you know, it was told for them to go out with them. And to me, it just, it just but seems also awkward. But Impact, can, can we not look at the obvious, though, Okay. Let's that's where I, say, that's where I thought you were going with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to go into it now. Let's just <laughs> say it like this, okay? Suspend your imagination for a second. Okay. Wrestling already has predetermined outcomes. <laughs> Our RK Bro is already going to win. We paid for the Migos to be here. God damn it, we're going to have them be out there with the winners of the match. <laughs> yeah. Just so they can do this and, and they can do the little poses and shit and you know, it was a good moment for them. You know, yeah, that's that's the real reason. Sure, yeah. All right. Well, hey, we their purpose out there was to pump up that ATL crowd, and they did exactly that. So, well, well, they got the wrong people for that. Uh, The Migos uh, may have not been the best choice, but that's just my opinion. In uh, the hip hop music community, as far as ATL, they are not the largest group, but that's just my opinion. Well, they well, it was funny because one of the guys did make the comment of them being uh, one of the biggest groups, and about three or four years ago, sure, but as of right now, no. So they're not legendary. Now, let's put it that way. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna spend ten minutes on trying to make my claim of why they aren't the best that ATLs ever produced. So let's move on if we can. <laughs> let's talk about the match. The match was amazing. Street Profits really went in hard, aggressive. I like them like that. That's the way they were in NXT. If you yep. watch NXT back when Street Profits was doing their thing, I like them better than that. You know, they obviously came up short. I love the respect at the end that they all had for each other. And um, like I said, I think we're going to see on Raw a good push for Street Profits. I feel that they're somebody that this time around, if they were to have the Raw Tag Team titles at some point, I think they could make a good run with it to where it's believable. But that's just my my pet peeve. You can pick anybody to hold a title, but once you hold it, are you going to hold my attention week in and week out? You see what I'm saying? Some people are good at the chase, but now the people are very good with holding. And I'll speak more about that with another match of, of a young lady, in my opinions, about her. You want to add anything with that, Sin City? Um, what was your take? Just a very solid match. Um, you know, all four guys brought it and everybody contributed it was it was a solid effort all around i mean you know i i think that ultimately you know everybody that was on this show realized that they needed to kind of kick it into a higher gear uh in their matches yeah uh, given the fact of the announcement that happened at the top of the show that we didn't even talk about yet right no doubt um 
for the Edge and Miz match, do you believe that the storyline was was um was a lot better than the presentation of their match? The storyline leading up to why they were having the match. Or do you think oh. that it 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 turned out to just be because at times to me it um it really was kind of slow and from the anger that one has towards you know during the storyline you would think they would have came out you know swinging and going hard and it didn't seem like it came that way uh how did it look to you guys um i would definitely agree with you on that one i felt that and i even talked about it this last time we had a show and i was on um i talked about how i was excited but was curious to see what would happen because both were really good with building up a match, but I just don't know how it would play out in the ring. And it kind of ended up with that. It was very slow, a little bit methodical, but I pose this question and see what you think impact or Sin city, Steve, it seems to me that edge knows that he's going to have a, a limited amount of time run with what he wants to do in WWE. I think he has check boxes and contingency plans for check boxes matches that won't happen. And I think that, it was something that may have not been top on his list, but was okay to have it on his list. And have obviously toward the end, uh, his wife, Beth Phoenix coming out, which Beth looked fucking amazing, might I add, mm -hmm. uh, came out, was kind of a good thing. Um, even to the point where I was like, man, I hope we see her regularly on Raw. That would be cool because as we know, she's no longer doing commentary in NXT. So maybe that might've been the reason why she had an early departure. So I didn't have a problem with the match. I would have liked to see a little bit more, but it wasn't horrible compared to other matches. Well, I think it ended. I think it ended well. Uh, I mean, they came out. It came out the way it should have been towards the end, but it looked like it took them a minute to get going. And I don't think it should have been that slow, based on the realism leading up to their 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 the promos. You know, when someone's, you know, the, the 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 promo they have, you think they're gonna come out just straight swinging. I mean, after all, I mean, didn't didn't they get uh, uh, <laughs> the week before uh, at their wedding? Uh, uh, what is it? What did they call that? The uh, renewing. Uh, renewing. Wow. renewing yeah. Hold on. Time they out. All, go ahead. I thought maybe that's what you were doing in Hawaii this past weekend. Oh, come on! Stop it. <laughs> But I tell you this much: if 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 something would have came down and I got uh, 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 washed in blood or whatever that's supposed to be on on, on uh, my uh, all white anything, there's gonna be a problem. I'm gonna come out swinging. I'm gonna come out pissed. I'm gonna come out angry, and that's what I'm saying. I didn't see that with this particular match starting off. So, but overall, I it, think go ahead. It, it wasn't just starting off, though. Um, I think the biggest problem with, with the match was that it was a 20-minute Miz match as opposed to a 20-minute Edge match. Mm, um, okay. So, yeah. and, and, and that's, that's not necessarily a, a huge criticism of Miz, but he has safer matches. Um, so, for those listening, I'm using finger quotes. Yeah. Um, Miz, Miz has more of a... Um, I don't want to say technical because, you know, that, that kind of, uh, pushes a different narrative, but I think that, uh, he worked a very, uh, a very safe match. 
uh, as opposed to a blood feud type of a match, like yeah. what, quite frankly, the build should have been, should have led to. Um, right. The the thing that got me as well with Beth Phoenix was, and we all love to dog on AEW and their issues that they have at times with production. Mm-hmm. They showed Beth Phoenix on the ramp before her music played, and she was just standing there for three to four awkward seconds, just mm-hmm. looking at the ring. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I wish you. I, I I wish that that would have not happened that way. You don't think um, that was planned that way? You think that was a mistake? No, I think so. Huh? I, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, but yeah, I mean. All in all, it's good to have Beth back in the fold of things. And of course, it, it doesn't, it's not fucking brain surgery. It's not rocket science. What's going to happen? We're going to have a mixed tag at the Rumble with these four. That's the next logical step. Yeah. Okay. But let's be real. Let's be real, Sin City. I, I, I can see Miz and Edge going at it again. All right. But can you see the handicap between Beth Phoenix and Maurice? <laughs> Oh, I, it, bro, trust me. But no, just just like, going like, off like they're of not even close on the same level. <laughs> <laughs> just going off of that, I mean, realistically, that that was the the vibe that I got immediately coming out of that match was that's that's what is going to be on tap for the Rumble in St. Louis. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah. Hey, I have a quick question, and if this is totally baloney bullshit, please just tell me. I didn't have time to look into it, substantiate it. Miz is going into the Hall of Fame for this year. Is was that bullshit or what? That, that's total bullshit. He, oh, uh, God. oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. He, he decided to, uh, you know, put together his own video package and, uh, you know, <laughs> nominate himself to the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> in, in, in great heel fashion, by the way. Right. I do have to say. Yeah. They should have used that for this goddamn match. <laughs> the build up for the match. Right. <laughs> Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan. Um, oh wow, the faces um, from both of you, you guys. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm going to take it that in that case, you don't think Liv Morgan lived up to the expectations of needing to be in such a huge match that way. You're totally off base with that. Oh, okay. Um, I quite quite frankly, I would have I would have been much happier had Liv taken the title. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've they, if if you look at it, they've been doing all these video packages, and you know they've they've made her into a contender for the title. Yeah. At this point, at this point, why not have her take the title, see what she does in the next couple of weeks, and then worst case scenario, you flip it back to Becky at the Rumble. Right. Um, I do have to say, shout out to that badass powerbomb uh, <laughs> that that Liv did. That was well, that was the best move in the whole match. Yeah. Sunset put carbon off the buckle. That that was some sweet shit. Yeah, yeah. My only thing on on Liv Morgan, like I said last week, is her chase. Ain't nothing wrong with her chase. I like her chase, but I don't think she'd be a believable champion if she had the title and held the title. And I'm with Sin City. Right now would have been a perfect time to let her grab that belt because she worked the match well. I'm just gonna be yeah. completely honest. With you. She worked the match well. She looked comfortable out there unlike the first meeting we saw the last one she had she seemed like she was trying to work some things out so it's never been in doubt even when she was in nxt she was one of the top five females easily almost top three 
in her times at NXT. So she has the pedigree in, in or I mean not the pedigree, but she has the work ethic to be that's able to improve it. and be coachable. So that's yeah. never in question. The question is, is what do you do with a Liv Morgan who wins the Raw Women's title? How does that work? What kind of storyline can you narrative can you give her to make it interesting? Not because of her, but because, okay, her big thing is she's the underdog. Okay, so what fuck does an underdog do when they have the fucking title? You better call Sylvester Stallone because that was the biggest obstacle he had with writing fucking Rocky Three. <laughs> Am I lying on this one? It's hard to write Facts. that shit when you're the underdog and you got everything. You got to get it taken away and start from scratch. So, again, the rumble and Becky coming back and taking it would have been even better. Or her just getting obliterated by a new competitor would have been yeah. even better. Kind of what they're doing with um, Bianca Belair in some ways. You see what I'm saying? She got to the top, clawed her way, lost the belt, and now she's rebuilding. And that's what makes her storyline so significant. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see where that goes, where that goes with Liv. I almost feel she's going to now really go back to the bottom. And <laughs> and uh, that's a wrap for that. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Let's jump over to the next one. Now we get to the main of main and many, main events. We start off with finding out that Roman Reigns was not going to be a part of the show. And, of course, that leads to what do we do with Brock Lesnar? And they said, hey, we'll still put him into the WWE Championship match. Now, I'm if I could just be honest... I I had a moment and I'm and I'm still having that moment. And and it's being a cynic. If Matt Michaels were here, I would probably get beat up and everything. But let me tell you something. I don't think that first off, nobody would play with the idea of them having COVID, saying they having COVID. And knowing that they really don't. I, I don't think that is something that someone would do. On the other hand, when I first heard that this happened, I almost was like, I quickly say, oh, well, that's bullshit. And what made me think of that? That's bullshit. Well, I'm thinking, okay, we have this match that's going on that was going to happen between uh, Brock and Roman, and clearly there was two problems we have here. A, it would almost seem as if Brock would would have had to win that match because there was just no way that Brock was going to lose another match against Roman after losing that crown jewel. So this was these are just my thoughts, all right? There's no way he's going to take another loss. Now, now for some reason, Brock can't beat Roman. On the other hand, Roman is one of the hottest champions right now. He's he's up to that John Cena level where he can't, if he don't have the belt, you know how much the bloodline <laughs> merchandise is selling right now? And you're telling me that you're going to kill that off? So I'm looking at this going, dude, this is just not making any sense. This Why would you give this match at day one? At the least, maybe at Rumble. But definitely, more likely, it's a Mania caliber match. 
I just wasn't buying it. So when I heard about Roman having this, I'm going, okay, I got to take this word. I got to say that's just what that, that, that it is, what it is. I don't follow Roman. Maybe he's, he's put out a video and he's, you know, got aspirin you see on the background and he's got a, 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 got something taking his temperature and he just looks horrible. And he says, I'm just, maybe that all has happened. And I just haven't came across that. But something just was a little awkward to me about this entire thing of this happening so quick and knowing the dynamic of what would happen if this match would have taken place. Now, you don't have to worry about that, having this particular match and him losing that belt. They could go any way they want to go. So that was the first one I was thinking of. I got a few other thoughts. Normally, I let you guys talk. I, I would want to lead up to this because I had a lot of thoughts in my mind on this one. So that's the first one. The second one is I didn't even think Brock Lesnar needed to win that match. First off, you know, there's four other guys that's in there. A perfect situation where he still could have went back to fight, uh, fight Roman. And just not win this particular match and still you would have had either Big E as your champion or you wanted to throw the belt on someone else. But not only does he wins, he also pins Big E. Practically solidifying himself as being the champion. Why not pin Seth? Why not pin Kevin? The weaklings. You pin Big E. And, of course, another thought that came to my mind is, uh, you know what? He pinned Kofi within seconds. And Big E didn't have a long title run. So I don't get the whole idea of why they went this way with, with Brock. But I'm fine with it. That's okay. I mean, at least now it protects Roman. But I still don't think if you're going to let Brock take it, why not he pin somebody else for it? Last thing, and then off to you guys. Rumble coming up. Whoever wins, do you think either one of them, no matter who they choose, is going to either beat Roman for that title or even choose Brock and beat Brock? Normally, the Rumble is supposed to be designed, right, to kind of bring up that next person but I, who who's in the who's in the trenches right now? Who they gonna bring up that really have the idea of taking a belt from either one of them dudes? I don't know. I'm thinking about that. Like I, I, I just I don't know. It seemed like it was just a quick decision that I'm going in the long run. I just don't. Now you're making it almost to a point where it's gonna be unbelievable. And I like to have matches set up where I think there's a chance of something actually really going to happen. I don't see how what's going to really, really happen. Okay, this is time for you guys to go ahead and tell me how crazy I am with Roman having COVID, who's been very protective of himself. Because And that's another thing. The guy has leukemia. You know, exactly. I, I'm sitting going, we, you know, he was out for so long just so he wouldn't catch this. So first off, if if he if this is really if he really does, and I must take it for a word, I hope he's really okay and everything's going well and he's getting through this and everything. But I just have a lot of questions. And then how everything came out with the rest of the match. So that's my beef. I'm just curious to see what you guys thought. 
think of that and just overall the match in general um, from what you got. Any surprises, any thoughts on that? So I think that this this is something that definitely needs to be said. Um, keep in mind, you 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 sir you kind of circled back at the at the end, and you mentioned that the fact that Roman had uh, leukemia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so of course, you know, if we want to continue the narrative of immunocompromised, then keep that in mind. Uh, he is at an elevated risk of contracting COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier on in the week, I believe it was, maybe uh, even last week, um, WWE announced that they would not be doing any more testing whatsoever for COVID-19. And any other testing that happens is going to be done by the talents themselves, should they choose to want to do that. Mm. So that's something to to keep an eye on for sure. Okay. Now, it, it, again, if with Roman having an you know, an elevated risk of, of suffering complications from COVID and things of that nature. I completely understand. Um, you know, I, I can understand why he's a little bit, I don't want to say paranoid about it, but sure. I understand why it's so prevalent. Um, and, and it's, it's something that, you know, given the, the severity of his, his former situation before mm-hmm. COVID-19 was even, you know, realized as being a thing. Right. Um, now, I, I agree with you. That's not something to where he should have, you know, kayfabed it if he if he did do that. But I I, I do not think that's the case. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the match goes, um, it was about eight minutes, and it was like everybody started the match, and they had full finisher meters, and they uh, you know just sped right to the end of the matches, <laughs> and just just went crazy on each other for eight minutes. Sure. Um, now that's that's one thing that that really stood out to me was yes you have five you have five guys in this match but everybody ended up looking fairly strong with things um the uh the thing that i do have to point out um for brock to win the title uh he he bumped like a boss for everybody else in this match he made everybody else in this match look like a million bucks uh, once you once you take out the the overall outcome of the match, um, that that you know that's that's something that should be looked at. Um, now, one other thing that I noticed was when Lashley speared Lesnar through the barricade. Uh, I don't know if Brock jumped up or if Lashley picked him up when he sent him through the barricade, but the trajectory that that Brock fell through the barricade. The back of his head cracked the shit out of that timekeeper's table. Like it wouldn't have surprised me if that guy got a concussion from that shit. Um, and that was the the thing that I was actually kind of worried about is because yeah, he hit he hit the edge of the table, mm-hmm. um, which was which was crazy. But yes, I, I I agree with you in that I don't think that Big E should have been the one that was pinned in this match. The only thing that I can figure is maybe this was setting up some sort of a, a rematch between Lesnar and Big E in a solo match. Um, but obviously, th- how how things went Yeah, because on even at, if that happens, even if that happens, we know that, that Brock is going to come out on top. You know what Not I mean? Not necessarily. I think Brock would be holding that for a minute. No, well, okay. So, so if that's the case, then what do you do at Mania? Do you just do you not have Lesnar and Reigns 
you know, do not have their paths crossed whatsoever. Uh, personally, I think that what they should do on night one is have the uh, a unification match. And I think that you should have Reigns versus Lesnar and uh, obviously Heyman in the middle, if you will, because that, that right there is a storyline in itself. Um, and essentially, whoever wins that match wins both titles, and they they show up on both shows. Um, that'll lend star power to both Raw and on SmackDown. Um, and then what do you do on night two of WrestleMania? You have the person that won the championship match at the Royal Rumble have their opportunity on night two of WrestleMania. Okay. I can, I can, I could see that. Um, or maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. Who knows? So was it there always, uh, was it there always this idea, talk, rumored, or whatever you want to call it, that at some point the Rock was supposed to enter into this and have this big feud mm. also with Roman? And maybe, and, and, and the way things are set up now, that can actually happen because you have Brock not, you know, that, that now has him separate away from there. But if it isn't that, then I'm really confused as to what you do with, if to not do it the way you said it, I'm confused at what you're going to do with either one of them for that particular time. I mean, mm. you, you, you definitely could do Rock. Um, to, you know, pairing him off with Reigns. Uh, um, and obviously, you know, the thing that's the elephant in the room is you had Lesnar and Lashley staring at each other. How many years have we been, you know, clamoring for sure. a Lesnar versus Lashley match? Right. So if they're going to do that, then hell, why not do it at WrestleMania? All right. We talked enough. Simon Street, what are you, what was your take about all this and my crazy uh, thoughts about this, uh, everything that took place? Well, first and foremost, you're not crazy, no. but um, everything that you gentlemen said are pieces to a puzzle that is slowly going to come together, and I think we'll all pleasantly be surprised. So I'm not going to recap that because y'all made brilliant points, but what I am going to do is point out the versatility of the options that WWE has. First point in case, number one, Brock Lesnar, as mentioned earlier today, when Caleb Braxton knocked on his door, but because of his advocate, his former advocate, Paul Heyman, he is a free agent, which means he's entitled to be in any show he wants at any given time. So in that one versatility, he could, what Sincere Steve was saying, have the belt, drop it whenever the fuck, whether it's at Rumble, whether it's anywhere else, and then jump right back over to SmackDown and face Roman Reigns. That's just an option. Great versatility by that. Number two, in the same vein of versatility, this really does help Raw a lot. Now, here's the thing. Biggie was a great champion. We're very proud of him, but it was getting a bit stale on Raw. I think we can all agree a little bit there was something that was needed. Again, as I mentioned earlier, there are some people that are great for the chase. When it comes to holding a belt, it can be a bit tricky at times for to keep people's attention. Biggie is no exception to that. Okay. The cool thing is, is what was mentioned earlier by you gentlemen was Bobby Lashley and uh, Brock Lesnar. That is definitely, I strongly believe in that is going to happen. The question is, is do they hold off on that until WrestleMania, given whatever options happen from whether The Rock wants to come in the picture or not? And side note with The Rock, if he does happen to come back to WWE, you better believe his great mind for entertainment is going to be closer to that 
July 22nd, 2022, when Black Adam is supposed to be uh, release date. And you think of the pay-per-views that's close around that time and whether The Rock's going to be there to be able to promote that movie, which, mind you, along with Warner Brothers, he has put a lot of money in production into that movie. So he really wants that to sell. Um, outside of that, you could have Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, uh, Rumble, or you could have what have probably happened, as we've seen it many times, a fatal three-way, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, and Big E. And unfortunately, that is what we're probably going to get, which is great. I did like the fact that Brock Lesnar pinned uh, uh, Big E in the fashion that he did, okay? Because essentially, Big E took Bobby Lashley out of the picture in that moment. Beat off a little more than he can chew, Brock Lesnar finished the job. You see what I'm saying? So in that, they'll probably cap something like that. I guarantee tomorrow night they'll cap something to that degree. Uh, Biggie's Biggie is entitled to a rematch, so that will most likely. I, I just I just don't see. I mean, they'll do it, but to me, it's 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 irrelevant from this point. He got pinned by Brock, and you can sit and he can say, "Hey, you got me because there's, you know, there was five of you guys in here." You could say that, but as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter. He got now. If he could have said that, if if Brock pinned another one of the guys, he could be like, "Hey, you didn't pin me." And, but it doesn't and, matter. And then he still gets his rematch. It doesn't matter because he still gets his rematch. Yeah, but now we're having rematches that again doesn't matter. I mean, when this is the thing about it, when you we although a lot of times as marks and of of all of we know everything, we want to pretend. That when we see matches, there's a chance that something is going to change. When we saw Liv and and Becky, we were hoping that Liv was really going to win. We didn't want to go at it like, oh, well, you know, Becky's got this because it's not exciting to see. I now know that with with Brock next few matches, whoever he has, he's going to win. And well, that's what's and that's, that's what's what not paying for. That's that's what WWE pays him for. Hell, even my girlfriend was watching. They already knew he was going to win. And she don't even really watch wrestling like that. And she already knew Brock's going to win. Well, Why? Because that's what you do. But I, I'm just saying, I don't necessarily feel I would be excited for the big E match versus being excited for the Bobby Lashley because he's already pinned. I haven't seen him pinning Bobby. But now I saw him easily do his finisher on Big E. So it's a wrap. You know, but he didn't just do his I finisher on Big E. He did his finisher on absolutely everyone in that match. That's yeah, true. Yeah, he basically true. did. Yeah. That's the only true. thing that I will say, Impact, is I hear what you're saying with that. What I'm really trying to say is that the facts. The facts are Big E does have a, uh, a championship rematch. Is what it is. Any way you slice the pie. The big question is, is what happens with regards to Roman Reigns' COVID situation? Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, because whether or not if he can return. Because remember, they changed the ruling on COVID. So it's five days isolation. Mm -hmm. Don't even call it quarantine. They call it isolation. Mm -hmm. It may be different because he does have leukemia. I mean, he is prone to having leukemia. Yeah. So he may have to take some months off. But if that's not the case and he comes back, I'm just saying it's great that they, they did what they did. Lesnar is kind of in a situation where he's versatile because he's a free agent, technically, is what's being presented to everybody. And you could kind of move him in between both shows if you needed to 
or have him drop the belt, whatever the case may be. Yeah. I'm saying a fatal three-way at a Rumble. If you want it, Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, get him on SmackDown after Rumble. That could be a case because we all know anything that's passed like a one-on-one match, the odds are against the champion. Do you see what I'm saying? And that would be a perfect way to still keep Brock strong over some bullshit that usually happens in three ways or four ways, or in this case we saw on Saturday, five ways. So it, it's just interesting enough. I saw that as correlating uh, to, you know, are just lines connecting that making sense. Now, the last thing I will say about this match that I really, really liked mm-hmm. is I like that they decided to really, really illustrate the allegiance that we've seen the last couple of weeks on Raw with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I really, really like that because when I thought of that, I thought of a lot of uh, uh, Randy Orton and Edge just before they formed uh, uh, rated rated RKO. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure, Sincity, you maybe thought of the same thing. I want to see more of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. I'm liking that as a duo and maybe them officially doing something. Because right now, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, right now, we know WWE may be interested in trying to do something with their tag team division. We know SmackDown has a hot tag team division. Okay. It, it may not be as good as they'd like it to be, but we would like to see that with Raw. Oh, mm-hmm. They did this bro RKO tournament, and there was really only two people that two other teams that probably were good. So having yeah. uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens be a formidable tag team would not be that bad at all. And it would be very much of the reminiscence of, you know, our uh, rated RKO, which we all love when we grew up watching it. I don't know. I, that's not something I wanted to add in there because they really went the extra distance to show those two working together and that added complexity to the match. Um, great point, Simon. Uh, I just have to run down some dates because you mentioned facts. Okay. Take a listen to this. Big E has not been booked strong whatsoever since he's had that championship. Big E, and, and this is courtesy of Twitter, by the way. Uh, Big E won the title on September 13th. Then he lost to Roman in a triple threat and the bloodline in trios on September 20th. He lost to the Usos by countout on October the 10th. Lost to Rollins and the Usos on November the 15th. Lost to Roman at Survivor Series. Lost to Owens by DQ on November 29th. Lost to Lashley on December 13th. And lost to Brock at day one. Wow. That's saying a lot. And I didn't even know it was like that. So why they book but, him like that? But again, it goes back to what I said. There's some people that are great with the chase. 100 fucking percent. Great with the chase. We are invested as people who watch the product. But it becomes a challenge, I believe, to be able to write a narrative that is just as exciting for when they have the belt. I mean, it's very, very difficult. I mean, it's almost like you, you really have to have... Okay, but I don't know. But I, to, I guess the withstanding of who you are a, as a character. But to book him to win? never win after he wins the title, <laughs> come on, that's, they've done that's worse with a other lot. people though. They they've done worse <laughs> with other people. I mean, to be real with you, honestly, I I knew that 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 they were going to do that with Big E, but I, it was more to do with not so much him him himself having the belt, but where he won the belt. I knew that Raw just in general because they had similar issues. With McIntyre, the only difference is McIntyre had booking problems because of the COVID era. But I now starting to realize that because of the way Raw is situated, let's be completely honest. Real quick off the top of your head, any one of you two, 
Okay, think of the five hottest people on Raw right now that could go fight for that belt. I'll wait. Has that not been the problem for the last two years? You go to SmackDown, different story, right? What are the top five hot people, even if they're in tag teams, to go for the universal title, possibly? Ultimately, I think that we are seeing that WWE is suffering from the fact that one of their shows is the A show, and the other show is not even being treated as a B show anymore. It's almost a B minus or a C show. It's um, a nostalgia. Raw is a yeah. nostalgia. It's just there because we grew up watching Raw. But if you really take away and look at those three hours, we've been saying it for longest, guys. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. WWE needs to fucking, there needs to be a Raw 2.0. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. No. All righty. All right, guys. Thank you so much. That was a good conversation. Overall, I will say I thought day one was a pretty good uh, pay-per-view in general. So good for them to start off the year off with a, a strong pay-per-view. So we'll yeah, see we we'll see where they go from here. And, of course, everything is leading up to the Royal Rumble, which will be Saturday. By the way, quick question on that. How do you guys feel about now? We've been conditioned ever since we were kids to enjoy pay-per-views on Sundays. And now we have to get used. Now, I'm not saying that it's necessarily a bad thing. But what's your take on now knowing we got to have, you know, our pay-per-views on Saturdays? I mean, in terms of the show, for us, it's a lot easier. <laughs> but just no shit. But just in general, you know, do you like having Saturday pay-per-views going forward? Because I'll tell you this Hell much. Yeah. I'll tell you this Hell much. Yeah. I, I tell you this I want to turn up. I want to fucking turn up, take some shots of whiskey, mm -hmm. hang out on a Saturday night and recoup on Sunday. But I'll <laughs> tell you this much, and I and I and I and I joked and I I said this. I'm yes, I'm going to Mania this year, and I'm I'm doing the two nights, but going after that, starting in LA when they're going to have a mania, if this is gonna be in the new trend of two nights, I'm only doing one night. And it's gonna be Sunday night. Because that's going to be the best night. I can't do two nights anymore. It's it takes up too much time. It's double the money. You have to you know you know if it, if it's fifty bucks to park at the stadium Saturday night, it's going to be fifty bucks to pay at the stadium Sunday night. I'm not doubling all my money for a freaking Impact, weekend. I'm just letting Impact, you know. Impact, you just said it. Okay, it's no surprise that they're packaging their product like this. So that way, when I come to your town, if I'm the WWE with this new Patrick package product. And I come to your town, I say, look, we're going to come into your town and Friday, Saturday and Sunday, man, you're going to get that revenue stream. You're going to get all these people coming in. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, but I never, but listen, money, I never, bro. I never cared. To, like, I, I'm all right with having, I, I, I thought it was cool to have your Friday Smackdown, your uh, Saturday award show, your your oh, I think Friday was or NXT a, NXT night. Yeah. Your, your, your Raw. I mean, it was already set up for you to be there for a good five days if you just let it out right. But two nights of Mania, that's the issue I have. And and granted, I thought that they only did that for Tampa because we was in a different time. We had COVID. They had to separate people. I thought that was that was. I didn't know they was testing some bullshit out for, for them to be two Bro. nights going forward. I can't Bro. do it, Sin City. I can't do it. I, I, what, do what it I can't do I'm gonna is, do it this year, but not not going forward. <laughs> what you I can't can do, do is a Dallas. seven hour is a seven hour one night pay per view. You can't yeah. do that. I can't. I, 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 I can't, can't do that. I'd rather take that. So you rather show up two nights, the yes. total eight hours Same. instead of one night yes. at eight hours. Yes. Um, yes. Without a doubt. Okay. Without a doubt. Well, 
WWE, you're on the right path. <laughs> Just not for Sorry, me. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. All right, all right, awesome. So this uh, Saturday the 29th, the Royal Rumble, we'll see what would happen, and uh, you get a chance to see Johnny Knoxville, apparently. Okay. So and first ever, first first entrant, first entrant. We know one of the, we know one of the thirty. <laughs> right. All right, Sin City. Is there anything, man? Uh, just on AEW, I I did watch uh, just so I could kind of see what was going on. Um, uh, yeah, I'll take it from there. Anything you, you think worth sure. mentioning? Yeah. So um, honestly, Dynamite this week almost felt like a punt. Um, it, it's it. It felt like as if they were just trying to get through the TNT era. Right. Um, yeah, you know it. It it was a largely missable show, yeah. uh, and that's no disrespectment to ever to anybody on the show. Um, but uh, you did have Jade Cargill uh, defeating Thunder Rosa uh, to get a spot in the finals of the TBS Championship Tournament. Yeah, and I think that this did a couple of things. Unfortunately, is it did uh, expose Jade. Um, we've been saying that she is extremely green, right? but, uh, quite frankly, she, she had no business going almost 11 minutes with Thunder Rosa. Um, and as a result, uh, it, it definitely suffered in her presentation, um, to say the very least. Uh, also though, they missed one hell of a golden opportunity. You had uh, you had Thunder Rosa coming out as X twenty three cosplay. Yeah, <laughs> why would why wouldn't you have Jade Cargill come out as Storm? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just huh. saying. Yeah, that's true. I can see that, that. They they missed a golden opportunity with that. Yeah. Um, but I will say this: AEW Rampage uh, was a much better watch, in, in in my opinion. Okay. Um, and that was largely off of the the backs of. Anna Jay, Ty Conti, Penelope Ford, and the Bunny in a street fight that was straight out of Game Changer Wrestling. Uh, there mm. was broken glass involved. There were thumbtacks involved. Oh, wow. Tables, chairs, uh, you name it. Uh, Anna Jay actually picked up the win by wrapping a strand of barbed wire around her arm and uh, putting... Uh, uh, the bunny into the rear naked choke oh. with that arm. Oh my so God. she was in essence being, uh, being rear naked choked by barbed wire. Oh uh, and that's how, that's how your decision was, uh, was rendered in that match. So, wow. Um, it, it, but honestly, all four ladies brought it like it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they, yeah, they did a, a hell of a garbage match and it was, uh, yeah, it was, very interesting to say the least. Uh, you had Cody Rhodes who continues playing the heel who thinks he's a baby face. Um, we'll see where that goes. Let's let's just hope that uh, you know we get the payoff that we all want at some point with that. I just like um, when um, when when Lambert is talking and everybody wants to boo him when he starts mentioning Co- uh, Cody. It's like. Well, wait, wait, wait. Well, that that part's true. That part's true, Lambert. I agree with that. <laughs> well, he, he he also he also dogged on the Transformers tattoo on Cody's he neck. Did. So, that I was mean, such a great line. I loved it. <laughs> I so love that. Say what you will, man. Yeah, but yeah. And one of these times, one of these times, Cody will not uh, finish the match with the Tiger Driver '98, um, and instead he will finish the match with the Pedigree. And I think that that is that is going to lead to the payoff that we all want to see because right. he will have a, he will he will have officially become the thing that he hates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Well, good stuff there, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, did you have any more? Or, or, I'm sorry. Uh, I I was actually um, – I, I know that uh, Simon wants to talk about New Year's Evil. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do want to uh, just run down really, really briefly yeah, man, the uh, the New Japan Wrestle Kingdom ah, uh, card okay. for uh, – for January 4th and 5th. Okay. Um, those shows are going to be headlined. Uh, January 4th is being headlined by Shingo Takagi putting the uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship on the line against the G1 Climax 31 winner, Kazuchika Okada. Okay. Um, you're going to have on night one, um, Hiromu Takahashi, uh, who was the winner of the Best of the Super Juniors tournament that mm-hmm. we talked about here on this show uh going up against uh the junior heavyweight champion el desperado okay uh you've got the iwgp uh tag team uh heavyweight tag team championship match um zach saber jr and taichi uh defending against the world tag league winners yoshihashi and hirooki goto okay um and then uh the never championship match which is their open weight title uh, you've got Tomohiro Ishii defending against Evil. So night one is star-studded. Uh, it's going to be a very, very solid match. Yeah. Um, and then uh, night two, you've got the winner of the Kazuchika Okada and Shingo match versus Will Ospreay uh, to kind of tie up that loose end. Uh, that's going to be for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Um, and then uh, also that night, you have the IWGP United States Championship on the line as Kenta defends that title against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, so very good stuff there. And a match that, uh, you know, let's be real. Uh, it's going to be a match that I'm going to look forward to. You've got Jeff Cobb going one-on-one with Tetsuya Naito uh, right ah, there on Wrestle Kingdom Night 2. Nice. So good okay. shit. It is. Something to look forward to, man. All right. Um, New Year's Evil, Simon Street. You looking? Ex- you ready? Excited for this, man? Yeah, I'm actually really excited about it. It was good because this past week on NXT, they did a wrap up or, or connecting the dots on a couple of uh, things that have been coming through the pipe work, mm-hmm. particularly with regards to who's going to be facing Mandy Rose in regards to uh, the NXT Women's Championship. Don't want to go too deeply into it, but very much this past week on NXT, um, they had it to where basically you had Io Shirai. You had, um, what was her name again? Little girl. I was called little girl. Kaylee Ray. Thank you. Thank you. Cora Jade and, <laughs> and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And um, who am I forgetting? One more person. Help no, me out got here. Them. You got huh? them. It was, you got them all four. Okay. So anyways, they, they were sitting there trying to figure out who's up next to, to get Mandy Rose and whatnot. And so Mandy Rose had a pre-taped where she basically did on a video talking about, well, hey, Y'all two versus y'all two. Whoever wins the match, the two of you will go on to face me in a triple event. And no big surprise, Cora J, Raquel Gonzalez won that at the end of NXT. And we'll be moving on for New Year's Evil. I'm really, really excited kind of for that match, mostly because I really don't like Mandy Rose as a champion. She's another person <laughs> I said I love the chase. I also like to see her walk away as well. But that's a whole nother situation. Oh but her having the championship, I thought she would have been booked better because she has the trio. Or she's together as a trio of women, but I, I, I'm just not feeling her, my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting match, mostly because of the dynamic between Raquel Gonzalez and Cora Jade. So uh, who would I want to win? I would actually like to see Cora Jade win in a one, two, three kid type fashion 
uh, a little bit and win surprisingly. And then there's this whole thing to where in the next couple of weeks, we got a super, super young champion, which I don't know. I think she'd be making history in NXT women's tradition, if I'm not mistaken. She'd be the youngest NXT women's champion we've ever had. Usually, WWE loves to do those things like that. So don't be surprised if you see. Well, and it's also geared, once again, for a younger audience. So I guess that could possibly be as well. Yeah. It don't get no younger than that. Let's put it that way. <laughs> she's what, 19, 20? Yeah, I think she 20, can barely pa- yeah. buy a pack of cigarettes if she wanted to. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, um, other than that, I'm definitely looking forward to Tommaso Ciampa versus um, uh, Riker. It, that's going to be interesting because uh, Tommaso Ciampa has never been beat with that title. So that'll be interesting. Um, match, to say the least, the buildup has been great on AXT. Um, another one that I'm super excited for as well uh, that's going to be coming up is going to be – one second. Got my notes, y'all. I think is, for the- as I really want to go ahead and see uh, the title unification. I want to make sure I said that correctly. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of a sleeper that a lot of people I think have been sleeping on, but this is really big because if you really kind of think about it, you're going to have the North American champion – Carmelo Hayes go up against the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Roderick Strong. Both of them are sized very well together, and I think you're going to have a hell of a match. Like Carmelo Hayes, just in general, there's more to him than what meets the eyes. He definitely is very, very good in the ring, and he works better with people that are A, his size, and B, has his athleticism. And it don't get no more athletic than Roderick Strong. He is really He's the guy, you know, when we think of a long time ago, to me, he's the closest thing you'll get to a Dean Malenko, uh, uh, you know, if I'm just being honest. You know, someone that you could put him in a match with anybody, mm-hmm. and he's going to make him look like a million bucks. So uh, I don't know who's going to win out of that one. It's going to be fun. And uh, other than that, uh, the only other match that's going to happen, which is really cool what they added on NXT this past week, is originally was going to be Imperium versus MSK. But – it was just added that we're going to have the prophet or the guru, whatever the fuck they called him, Matt Riddle. Shaman. Yeah, Shaman. Thank you. <laughs> Matt Riddle <laughs> is going to come in, and then also you're going to have Imperial's leader, Imperium's leader. So that's going to be cool. So now it's going to be a six-man tag team match. So I'm actually really excited for that. It's going to be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, like I said, January 4th, NXT, uh, New Year's Eve. It's going to be quite interesting. We'll see what happens. No doubt. Thanks for that, man. And I'm just going to pretty much end by saying I am really looking forward to the Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill pay-per-view this Saturday, uh, the 8th, out in Dallas. Man, what a great card they have. You have the three-way match for the World Championship against Moose, Matt Cardona, and W. Morrissey. I'm excited for this. Um, Moose has just been... As far as I'm concerned, uh, getting all up in Matt Cardona's ass, just just with all the things he say about him. He first off calls him uh, uh, um, uh, Matt Mid-Carter. Mid-Cardona. Mid-Cardona. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that. Like, that's exactly Mid-Cardona. Um, which, fuck, that sucks. That's a name. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's so great that it's like, damn. Um, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing that. 
Uh, of course, you have the de- the Texas Death Match for the Impact Knockouts Championship with Mickey James and Deanna Perrazzo. And I'm so hoping and ready for Deanna Perrazzo to get that belt back and hold it for another couple of years, man. I'll be perfectly fine with that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Josh Alexander has his match against Jonah. And we know Jonah is, is formerly known as Bronson Reed, who's at NXT. Um, Josh pretty much wins every match he's ever in. And for some reason, I think he's probably about to take take that first loss. But we'll see. Maybe there's some little shenanigans that will happen that causes there not to be. <laughs> I'm a Josh Alexander fan. So uh, that should be a great match. Dude, did you know that there's going to be a singles match for the Ring of Honor World Championship? Did you hear me? <laughs> the ROH World Championship with Jonathan Grisham versus Chris Saban. I, man, that is going to be an exciting match. Let's go. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, this is the card. Um, and then, of course, Trey Miguel and Steve Macklin. Did, they, that whole thing is just uh, – the buildup for that has just been excellent. I mean, if Steve Macklin don't almost walk out with that, I mean, I, <laughs> you know. But I like Trey Miguel. I love Trey Miguel too. So, it, like I said, it's going to be a great match. And there's so much others. Oh, and how can we not talk about the first ever knockouts Ultimate X match? Okay, we've seen a lot of the Ultimate X match with all the men, but now we have Chelsea Green versus Jordan Grace versus Lady Frost versus Rachel Ellering versus Rosemary versus Tasha Steeles. Man, that's going to be dope. Uh, You know, I don't really order a lot of pay-per-views, but uh, this is probably going to be one that's going to be ordered. Plus, coming off of a crazy week. (laughs) <laughs> At first, I wanted to go- order pay-per-views. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy. DJ Impact is the one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just anything. He's the Impact, one that buys them every all. pay-per-view. <laughs> well, I'm really looking forward to this one, man. Uh, if you guys looking for a good show this Saturday, throw on that Impact, man. Give 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 them a try. You 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 missing some good stuff over there, and uh, you don't have to even know the storyline. You just you're gonna get caught up when you watch. The pay-per-view, um, Fight TV is where you will most likely be able to uh, order it. So You know, uh, you forgot something. Yeah, man. Uh, with regards to Matt Cardona and um, Chelsea Green, they actually got married in Las Vegas this past weekend. That's right. A lot That's of people great. attended uh, the wedding. You know, Taya Valkyrie, uh, just say Deanna Perrazzo. I mean, there was a lot of people that attended it. So it was That's very right. beautiful to see those two together. And holy matrimony. I don't know if she'll change her name from Chelsea Green to Chelsea Cardona, but they look great together. And the pictures they sent on on social media sure. look very beautiful. So obviously, I know we're very happy for their unionship and uh, perfect couple. Well, I'm going to find out, for starters, why uh, we weren't invited. That's what I want. Facts. To know. Yeah. Well, well, Impact, you're the diplomat uh, uh, that we send out from <laughs> Vegas Bad Boy. So that's something that you're going to have to. Uh, you might have to go send tidings for a wedding gift. Find out the <laughs> registry and we'll go and send them something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is a good possibility that we might hear from uh, W. Morrissey this week. So just keep it. If you do listen to our podcast, just keep it locked because there's a chance. Um, you never know anything can happen, so I don't want to pump it up and we, it doesn't happen. But there's a chance that we may have that interview with him. So if it happens, you and you follow us on social media, you'll start to see the promotions because I'm curious to see what his game plan is going to be uh, uh, going against Moose and Macrodon. I mean, W. Morrissey, man, he's um, 
he's back, guys. I mean, he's been on it since he's uh, since he's come back in professional wrestling, and he's just been getting better and better all the Definitely. time. So I'm I'm not shocked which way this goes. You know, he really could come out uh, being on top. So I would love to have that conversation and hear what he's got to say about that. So keep it locked. Most importantly, everybody, next week we hopefully will be live again. If you never watched our live show, we're going to ask to at least tune in to this one, see what you enjoy, and then hopefully you enjoy so much you will start wanting to uh, to pop in on some of the other ones. Um, we're going to have a lot of the live chats going, and we will be definitely getting those comments on. Um, it's going to be an exciting time. It's a, it's a new year for uh, for you guys, but a new year for us. And... Um, and uh, yeah, and yeah, and we're just excited about it. And if you don't watch us live and you only listen to our recording, thank you. We appreciate you for that, and continue to do that because ultimately, that's what we're building up is our our podcast. So we thank you for listening, and we thank you for telling others uh, about us as well. Believe it or not, this is going on our fourth year, so it's not like we're uh, we're going anywhere. We really love what we do. <laughs> this is really fun, and. Uh, you know, we'll we'll continue to do it as long as you all continue to listen, okay? So with that, um, let me let you guys have some final words, being that we're not going to do any three-count or anything. Uh, let me start over with you, Simon Street. What would you like to tell the good people out there? Well, pretty much everybody. It, it, it has been a hell of a 2021. Glad we're in 2022. <laughs> and uh, if anything, everybody's doing their New Year's resolutions. I hope that in those the spirit of new year's resolution that you find new ways to not only to improve upon yourself and to make yourself feel wealthier maybe in your pocketbooks but also in your heart and compassion out there to other human beings that you share airspace in this earth with find new ways to bring meaning to your life and the lives of others that's all i got to say all right awesome sin city steve what you want to tell the folks Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, uh, all of that fun stuff that you guys do. Um, we appreciate everything that you guys do for us. Um, and as long as you continue to do that, we'll keep bringing the content. Yeah. Um, also, very special thank you to every brave man and woman serving this country, whether you're on lands foreign or domestic. Thank you for what you do. We appreciate everything that you do. And uh, last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P sports.com. Go there for all of your pre-workout, general weight loss, and uh, energy needs. Repsports.com, promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Awesome. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out and listening to us. We will see you during the week. Let's start our 2022 out strong. All right. And we will see you next week. Take care. Peace. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.